Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. We are called to pray for the peace of Israel. King David wrote it. It's a song that is in effect to this day, Psalm 122, verse 6. It's a calling that we need to take seriously, but we need to hold a prayer for peace in Israel with the reality that there will never be lasting peace in Israel until the Prince of Peace comes at the Battle of Armageddon. That's a reality. What have we seen on the pages of Scripture and in recent history? There's all kinds of talks about a, a, two, a two-state peace process. By the way, this is lost on some people. I believe it was 2005, I might be off on my year, when Israel offered the West Bank to the control of Palestinian Authority. Right now, it's got three different zones in the West Bank. There's the no-go zone. That's under the Palestinian Authority. Then you've got kind of a dual zone, and then you've got what is held by Israel. And that's where they're populating the West Bank with new developments and homes being built and the like. But the Palestinian radicals, meaning Hamas, they are not content with us. There's no... There's no desire for a two-state solution. They want Israel eradicated from that land. Yeah. Bottom line. Now, let's take this thing very biblically, and let's think about this as Christ followers. This is very important to note. Now, I'm going to walk through a timeline here in just a moment of end times, but let's just understand this. There is no peace in Israel until the Prince of Peace comes at the Battle of Armageddon. And then there will be a judgment of nations, a judgment of people. At the end of the judgment of people, there's going to be a thousand-year millennial reign, and then Satan is going to be loosed again, ultimately conquered, and then we are going to find an eternal abode either in the New Jerusalem or ultimate separation from God. And the only way... You can have an eternal relationship with God in his presence in the new Jerusalem is by full and complete surrender to the lordship of Jesus Christ in your life. It's the only way. Now, here's what we've got to do with the current time, and then I will walk through the timeline here in just a moment. But here's what we've got to do. As Christ followers, we have the ability with this new birth miracle to love all people, even our enemies. Now, why would we do that? Because we have a new understanding that all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and it's only by His grace and His power that we can be reconciled with God through the shed blood of Jesus Christ and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit to then love our enemies. Absolutely. That's it. It's the only way. Now, here's, here's what's true, and we've got to embrace this. If you get fomented for one side or the other, you've fallen off the high ridge of gospel living. The high ridge of gospel living can sort through all these things. You can look at Hamas and go, very understandable. How in the world could you do anything but want this cell annihilated so that they do not have the ability 
And it's amazing how it happens. Just on the 7th, this thing went down. The horrific acts, I can't even describe for you some of what I've seen. It is barbarism on steroids. It is horrific. You can only conclude that these people have given such a stronghold to Satan that they are, in fact, demonized. However, there are about a million displaced Palestinians. Are some of these indoctrinated and fomented in anger toward Israel because they've been taught from little children that you go into their learning centers in the Gaza Strip and you'll find that there's no map that shows that Israel is a viable nation. Their maps are rewritten. They deny the Holocaust. But there are many who are innocent men, women, and children who actually have sniffed out what is going on with Hamas. And if the truth be told, they think they're crazy. And they're displaced. And so do we pray for the innocent lives that are being displaced from Gaza? Yes. We pray. Now, make no mistake about it. Humanitarian aid has come into the Gaza Strip, into the Palestinian people, in ways that per capita, there has never been more humanitarian assistance given to any group of people in modern history. That is a fact. Here's another fact. The Hamas and radicals have taken a lot of those goods and services and redeployed them in many cases, taking what was intended to be water pipelines and sewer pipelines and turned them into bombs to bomb Israel, for which Israel's given some of the money for some of the product that's being used against them as missiles today. It's crazy. But are there innocent people in Gaza that we need to be praying for? Yes. And by the way, how about the Hamas? Are there people that are so far from God that they're out of reach? No. Everyone's within reach of the hand of God. Whosoever will still may come to the Lord. Yeah. It's a powerful thing of God's grace. Yeah. I mean, we can't. It, that that's a good thing to remember. We can't look at people and say, well, they're so depraved, they'll never come to Jesus. No. I mean, you look at Paul, who was on his way to go arrest and get more Christians killed. He was a, what we'd call in modern days, he was terrorizing people. Yes, absolutely. He would have been considered a, a, terrorist, a terrorist organization. Absolutely. You know, at that time, or uh, at this time. At this time. And... Here's the reality. Do you know what's happening in the 1040 window? I I get it. There are 57 Islamic states. There is one Jewish state. Yeah. One. And it is like a little pinpoint on a map. If you look at the swath of land owned by the Arab Islamic nations, it's the only thing you can say is, oh, there must be going something going on spiritual with Israel because it's it's beyond reason to think that this is a land grab this is a spiritual thing but God is on the move we hear stories back constantly of what God is doing in Iran you look at Iran and it's easy to demonize Iranians don't I saw a breakdown recently 
Best estimates are there are a third of Iranians who think the Ayatollah is plumb nuts. There's a lot that I think probably two-thirds of the nation doesn't subscribe to radical Islam at all. Many are atheists or agnostic, but there's many who are coming to Jesus. You know how? Jesus is showing up in visions. And people are waking up in the morning saying, find me a Christian somewhere. Explain mm-hmm. this to me. And, they're, and the word of God is going house to house, and they're taking passages of Scripture, and they're smuggling them house to house, and there's house churches in Iran and yeah. in Iraq, and the gospel is on the move still. So we pray for the Prince of Peace to invade hearts, even though sustained peace is never going to happen in Israel. Yeah. How do I know this? Depending on where you believe the rapture of the church is, there's going to be a tribulation coming. If you're a pre-tribulation rapture person, you, you're a what's called pre-trib. If you're mid-trib, you understand that there's going to be an abomination of desolation that's spoken of in Daniel 9 and in Revelation 12. And at three and a half years into this seven-year period that's cited in Daniel 9, guess what's going to happen? A big turn of events. Let me back up. There's going to be a swashbuckling, silver-tongued, probably good-looking, chisel-chinned man come out of the reconstituted Roman Empire who is going to be from a fairly obscure nation of the 12 regathered. And he is going to have a way with words that's going to bamboozle even Israel into a peace accord. And the whole world will say... Peace, safety, we have it, it won't be. At three and a half years, he will break the peace accord with Israel. They will run for their lives. Many will turn to Jesus. There will be 144,000 evangelists globally who will be proclaiming the name of Jesus To those, if you're pre-tribulational rapture, those that are left behind, if you're post-trib, those that are saved and will be saved. And it's going to be amazing because then the battle of Gog and Magog will have already happened, a big battle during the tribulation, but then the battle of Armageddon will happen, Revelation 19. And the Prince of Peace will come in and he will set up shop, baby. And he will judge the nations. And he will judge the hearts of every person. And I've got an honest question for you. Are you ready to let the Prince of Peace take over full control of your life today? I hadn't planned this this morning, but this is for you right now. There is no peace in this world. There will be pain. There will be heartache. But in Christ, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. At the foot of the cross, Jesus is crying out to you, whosoever will may come. You can avoid the judgment that will separate you eternally from God 
by embracing Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world, the Prince of Peace. He will give you an abundant life today. Soldiering through the pain of this world with victory, he will give you self-control. He will give you love. He will give you joy. He will give you peace. And today is your day of salvation. You say, Carl, I'm ready. What do I say to God? Scripture is clear that mere words of belief is not what God is looking for. He wants your heart, my friend. He wants your soul. He wants you fully abandoned to the cross of Jesus Christ, clinging to it, holding on to nothing in this world. Do you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins because you need it? Do you have the courage this morning to admit for the first time in your life, I'm a sinner, I need a Savior, and today I repent, I turn around, and I give my life to Jesus, the Prince of Peace. If that's you today, Today is your day of salvation. I want you to just pray with me. Speak these words out to God. They're the words of the scriptures, and you will be saved. Jesus, I give my life to you today. Every bit of my life to you. I believe you died for me. I am willing, eager, and ready to admit, apart from you, I can do nothing. Today, in humility, I surrender my life to Jesus Christ. I believe he rose from the dead, and I'm experiencing his saving power in me right now. Today, I turn from this broad path that leads only to destruction in the end. And today, I turn onto this narrow path, and I enter this narrow gate through repentance and repentance alone. And I say, Jesus, you are my leader. You are my Lord. You are the King of Kings. that is the cry of your soul, today you are born again. All things are new. Self-control, joy, peace, life abundant. And in this world, the wheels will forever be coming off. But in your heart and as a person, you can stand strong through the storms of life because the Lord Jesus Christ is building your house. God, I thank you for those that are coming to you right now. I thank you that although they came here feeling empty, alone, maybe filled with anger or shame, you wipe the slate clean. 
And I praise you for these new lives in Jesus Christ. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. If that's you, right now, as soon as you can, if you're driving, pull to the side of the road. Just ask God right now. Fill me completely. Protect me from evil. And we want to help you in your first steps with Jesus Christ. Just text the word welcome as soon as you can. Grab your phone. Text the word welcome. I'm going to shout out the last four numbers of your telephone number. It's such a freeing thing to be able to say someone sees what Jesus is doing in me right now. And we're going to give you a little quick start guide on the first steps that you take with Jesus today. Just text the word welcome to our number here, 312-274-9624. Text the word welcome right now. Get to the side of the road. Get to your office. Get that phone off the kitchen table. Just text the word welcome right now. New life in Jesus Christ to our number, 312-274-9624. And we'll help you in your first steps with Jesus. A couple of minutes, I'll shout out some numbers here. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. God had you here for a reason today. This world may not know peace, but you will. And you have today. Text the word welcome. 312-274-9624. I'll shout out your number straight ahead. There's so many responding to Jesus' day. Come, come on, my friend. Come on. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day. Text welcome to 312-274-9624. Boom Crew, celebrate what God is doing in you. This is Carlin Crew Mornings. The Prince of Peace is taking up residence in so many lives this morning. I'm going to shout out the last four numbers, and those of you that are in Christ Jesus, I want you praying for these new followers of Christ today. Welcome, 9977, 2780, 6333, 8348. 9904 Three zero. Welcome to the family, to all of you. Amen. Welcome to the family, to all of you. 
You know, it's amazing how God uses the upheaval in the world. And, and this is what we find, by the way, in the middle of the tribulation when the Antichrist will betray his word and the abomination of desolation that we are clear about in Scripture, it'll pull the mask off the Antichrist, and we will see that he is ultimately one of the most vile messengers of Satan. What's amazing is is all of his rhetoric and his chiseled chin and his winsomeness will be revealed for what it is. And here's the amazing parallel today. The God of this age, Satan, had blinded so many eyes. But today, by the power of the Holy Spirit, welcome to you, 0561 and 6330. The power of the Holy Spirit has pulled down the mask of Satan and revealed to scores and scores of people today that the Prince of Peace, Jesus himself, is the only one who can be trusted for true peace. It's amazing. It's amazing. Praising God for all of these giving their lives to Jesus today. Isn't it? It's amazing. It's, it's, it's a great breathtaking yes. what God does. Yeah. And if you listen closely, you can hear a celebration in the presence of God. Yes, you Amen. can. A celebration in the presence of God. Welcome to the family, to all of you. Helping you take the next step in your walk with Jesus. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. So, so tremendous here. So incredibly moving at a soul level to see salvations. Those of you that have, have been called here, you are here this morning listening to the good news of Jesus Christ because God loves you that much. He had an appointment with you, and I'm going to shout it out. I forgot where I left off, so let's just get him. Last few minutes here, those of you that are coming into faith with Jesus, coming to the foot of the cross, giving your all to the Savior, and the Prince of Peace is flooding your soul right now. 3765, 4617, 7368, 7697, 2505, 2906, 9531, 7910, 9355, 6387. Welcome to the family, to all Amen. of you. So awesome. We're so grateful. So grateful. What's on your heart, Young Thunder? I think talking about this is good. And I think, you know, when, and the reason because we're, we're, Pairing it with the Bible and what is happening in Israel and how it connects to what's been said in Scripture and what is to come, I think that gives us a very healthy sense of reality. And I think that as we're seeing people come to Christ, understanding, hey, you know, we're not promised forever here. And I think that we're consistently reminded of that by what we see on the news. Time is not guaranteed Tomorrow's not guaranteed. The rest of today isn't guaranteed no. for any of us. And so the time to come to Christ is now. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting how God can use how God can use international conflicts and rancor and debate and political rage yeah. to unsettle us enough to see our need for Jesus. 
How sweet is that? It's so sweet. And it's, it's needed. It. Yeah. Because we sometimes we need that shakeup to be able to see Jesus right in front yeah. of us. I think for me too, it's just it's just the love to know unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Because yes, there are disappointments in life, but that they doesn't make stop. but that doesn't make you a disappointment. You are a child of God when you come to Christ. Yeah, that is the renewing of everything: your mind, your soul, your heart. Yeah, right on, Super Absolutely. Day. We love you guys, man. Got a lot going on this morning. My goodness, I haven't even been able to get to what I planned. <laughs> so we're going to bump that to tomorrow. I like it. Sure. Welcome to the family. Those of you surrendering all to Jesus today, he has the power. Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus today. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. So grateful for the power of the Spirit at work here this morning and grateful that you can be with us today. Be praying for these new followers of Jesus today. I don't know how many, but probably 60, 70 people in total this morning have surrendered their life to Christ. Many texting in for the very first time here to Carlin Crew Mornings and Boom Crew. Listen, we just got off share. This is this is your show, man. This This is your program. You're shareholders in God's kingdom work. How cool is that that we can say that with confidence? It's the best. It's right? the best. Hang on. Coming up after news, sometimes you have to look at the world through a lens of just some good satire. You do. And go, look at what's going on in this world, and I think you're going to love it. You ever heard of the Babylon Bee? It's exactly what the title says. Coming up. New to the show? Stick around for a while. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Uh, Boom Crew, I want to give you some behind-the-scenes stuff here. Every now and then, um, I am want to. little old English there for you. Want to, yes. I am want to. um, Crack a funny that I've read Mm -hmm. on Twitter. And I'll say, all right, guys, here we go. And then I'll read it. And we all cringe. <laughs> who who laughs the loudest in here? You. Yes. <laughs> I go good. nuts. So every now and then, Young Thunder will burst out a good laughter. That's true. And from time to time, Allie will lose it in here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's something about this kind of humor that it's so, it's so spot on. And that, but it's got a funny twist that you're kind of like, can I laugh at this? <laughs> and then when you do, it's just, it's hysterical. It's called the Babylon Bee. We got Joel Berry with us. He's managing editor with Babylon Bee. Some people wonder, can we laugh at what you're doing? You know what I mean, Joel? <laughs> we see that a lot in the comments. People wrestling with themselves. You know, it's, this is serious, <laughs> but it's and it's true, but it's also funny. Can I laugh at this? I'm a Christian, and, and we encourage people laugh away. We we need it more than ever these days. Babylon Bee is a, a satire news website. You know, so a definition of satire, if you're not familiar with that word, the use of humor, irony, exaggeration uh, to expose ways of thinking. (laughs) Ways of thinking or not thinking (laughs) or not thinking. Yeah. Where do you get your best content, Joel, as you're you're the managing editor? You're coming up with these different articles. They're funny. They are satire. They do poke fun at different things. Where do you get your best material? Well, it's funny. I mean, a few years after we started this back in 2016, 
we kind of thought, man, we're, we're out of ideas. How are we going to come up with more jokes every day? <laughs> and, and the world just gives us more material every, every morning without fail. I'm sorry. I'm um, laughing right it, now. You know, it can be hard to compete with the absurdity of the world, but at the same time, it's a gift because it's always new material for us. What does satire get away with that normal commentary on politics can't? It's funny, we've we've developed this reputation as these edgy comedians, and we're just a bunch of kind of boring Christian guys that don't cuss and we don't use dirty humor and stuff. We're just speaking the plain truth, I think, the way most people see it. And when you can do it with a funny, witty twist, it makes people laugh in spite of themselves. Sometimes that's a way of making them think. And, and some of my most rewarding moments are when we get those notes from atheists or even leftists who say, you know, I don't agree with most of your politics, but you really made me think here. You made me laugh here. That's good stuff. I was just going to ask you about that, because when I when I read some of this, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, OK, I'm laughing at this one because some of your stuff's hilarious. Some I'm like, eh, all right. And, and <laughs> I'm just being candid here. But the stuff that's hilarious, sometimes I wonder, I wonder how someone else would feel about that. And I've got this conviction because we, you know, we got a whole lot of listeners here in Chicagoland, Joel. And one thing I've noticed is that apologetics, when it comes to the Christian world, oftentimes bolsters a witness, but it doesn't necessarily convert. Does satire, do you get to win people over to what we would call biblical reason or a biblical worldview? Do you have any stories like that? We do. We get mail and and we're trying to kind of compile these letters. We'd like to maybe do a a little uh, article about them yeah. sometime. But we, we have had people who have converted, who have become Christians, uh, who have changed their worldview. And it started with laughing at a, a few Babylon Bee jokes, and that led to kind of this rabbit hole of, of changing their whole way of thinking. And so, you know, it's, if the entire Christian world were like the Babylon Bee, it would be pretty insufferable. But we're, <laughs> we're doing our own little thing over here. Our, our job is part of the body of Christ, and, and we love it. I love it. So I'm curious, do you have a mission statement? And if so, what is is your mission statement, whether formal or informal, what is the purpose of all of this? Yeah, well, we want to speak the truth to a post-truth culture through humor. And and kind of our mantra is, is taken from G.K. Chesterton, who he wrote this 100 years ago, that humor can get in under the door while seriousness is still fumbling at the oh. handle. So, so it's, it's a very Hold it. Say that again. Say that again, Joel. Yeah, yeah. Humor can get in under the door while seriousness is still fumbling at the handle. And that's kind of been our mantra this entire time. Yeah, this is fascinating. Coming up here, Joel Berry's our guest right now. And you might be wondering, what in the world is going on? If you have never seen it, check it out, BabylonB.com, BabylonB.com. And uh, there's more where this came from because they've got a new book coming out soon. More with Joel Berry coming up straight ahead. Got to go into work? Don't worry. Check out the Carl and Crew Showcast wherever you like to stream. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Well, it's called the Babylon Bee. It's a satire news site. So if you open this website and go, wait, that didn't <laughs> that that seems fake. That didn't it's satire. It's, There's but it does take you a minute though, because the articles are written very seriously. But but there's a isn't there a strain of truth in these? Joel Berry's with us right now, managing editor. So satire doesn't mean a lie, right, Joel? Right. There's always a grain of truth yeah. to it. And, you know, when we're competing with the kind of the absurdity of the real world, what we sometimes find is that some of our articles will come true. And we, we actually keep track of these. We call them fulfilled prophecies. And we have <laughs> close to uh, about 100 of our headlines no. have, have come through within weeks or, or months or, or years. And that's kind of what happens when you're 
when you got that grain of truth and you're kind of trying to think of what, what are progressives going to do today? What is the left going to do tomorrow? Um, sometimes you hit on something that, you know, comes true. So what kind of pushback do you receive uh, when it comes to this style of, <laughs> I guess, journalism? <laughs> yeah, well, we are very serious journalists at the B. We, we, uh, we consider ourselves journalists for clown world, but <laughs> we get a lot of pushback, mostly in the form of censorship and suppression. And it used to be more overt from places like Facebook and Twitter. We were suspended from Twitter famously last year, and Facebook suppressed us using uh, fact checks and things like that. You know, and, and I, I think that there is this sense where the left knows how powerful humor and satire can be. They've employed it very effectively for many years and they see it as a threat. And so we, we do get that pushback. And what I always say is that none of that is going to stop us from doing what we're doing. We, we continue to see people sharing our articles and finding ways to see our content, no matter how often we're suppressed on social media. And uh, if worse comes to worse and we're kicked off all these platforms, we'll uh, we'll start doing print and we'll hire some uh, paper boys again. Yeah, I love that. Joel Berry's our guest right now. Uh, one more one more thought here before we get into this book that you guys are releasing that I'm really intrigued with. You know, there's because you, you just mentioned something. We don't get real political on this show at all, but something has happened. Have you heard of the Overton's window? Does yes. that okay? Meaning that there's been a shift. And the shift has moved radically with regard to abortion into third trimester and even after birth in some cases to uh, Mm -hmm. transgenderism on the rise and uh, blowing up of the nuclear family, pun intended. Um, There has been a radical shift. How do we handle this radical shift in a way that loves people into the arms of Jesus? It sounds crazy, but it's our, it's God's call on our life, Joel. I think that the natural reaction to a lot of this stuff on the part of many Christians, including myself, is anger, um, a lot of hand-wringing, uh, worrying about what kind of world our children are going to grow up in. There's a, a natural reaction of belligerence that can kind of rise up. I think what we're trying to do with this book and in general at the Babylon Bee is we want to encourage people to, first of all, laugh at ridiculous ideas. You know, your common sense, uh, your conscience, the truth that you have hidden in your heart are, are not lying to you. And it's okay to laugh at foolishness. While at the same time, I think we should have a joy as we go about all this. We have a hope that uh, we'll never perish. We know that our king is on the throne and we know that he wins in the end, yes. regardless of what happened in the short term. And, you know, in the, in the meantime, we can kind of have fun. We can be happy warriors speaking truth to a post-truth culture and doing what we should be doing on this earth with a note of joy and, and happiness that you don't typically see. We need to show that to the world more. Awesome, man. So this new book that you've co-authored with Kyle Mann, it's called The Babylon Bee Guide to Gender. Uh, what's that all about? <laughs> I can only imagine, right, Allie? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm very curious. I always say that people who look at our articles on our website are seeing Babylon Bee writers at their most mature and restrained. And this book is the opposite of that. It's probably the most immature thing that we've ever written. <laughs> And <laughs> we, we really just kind of went to town on this whole gender ideology thing because it is a way of thinking. It's an ideology that doesn't deserve respect. It no, it's absurd. I mean, in the most exactly. amazing ways, just take Title IX and the undermining of women's sports. If you just stop and everybody just stop for a second, you can go, this is insanity. 
Exactly. And, and we, we kind of wrote it in a, uh, in a voice that believes in gender theory. So this is kind of a book that is teaching you how to be a good person who believes uh, what they should believe when it comes to gender theory. So it's very over the top, but we really didn't have to stretch the truth that much. You know, <laughs> oftentimes a straight retelling of this ideology comes across as satire. Yeah, that's so well put. Joel, I got to tell you something, man. It's been awesome. And I appreciate your heart. <laughs> and you know what I can tell? And I think Allie's with me on this one. I sense a good spirit in you, bro. And we love that. Thanks for being with us here today. If you want to check it out, go to BabylonB.com, BabylonB.com. Now, reminder, this is a satire news website. You can also find uh, the book that we mentioned. It's called The Babylon Bee Guide to Gender. That's on the website as well. So go to BabylonB.com. Don't just keep it to yourself. Give what you've heard to a friend with a Carlin Crew Showcast. Just go to curlingcrew.org. Yeah, what's going on in Israel today has, man, there's, there's so many ways that you can look at what's happening in Israel today, and you can jump to one or either one side or the other of the high ridge of biblical thinking. And there's, the ripple effects are being felt here in America in a big way. I'm I'm noticing that there is a lot of um, a lot of press being given and a lot of doxing revealing the names and identities of people that are pulling down, removing posters of Israelis kidnapped by the Hamas, and uh, I'm I'm seeing breaking news of men that are being identified as a dentist in Brickell. My son lives in Brickell in Miami, and these guys are walking down the sidewalk ripping down. Posters of kidnapped Israelis. Now, here's here's what's going on, and this is where we've got to. It's easy to get swept up as Christ followers in the mainstream of everything that's going on, and you look at this, and I, I'm looking at video footage right now on loop, and no, I'm not going to give it to you. But it's heartbreaking to see businessmen, dentists, street walking American citizens mm-hmm. yeah. tearing down. I, I witnessed this at uh, a, a, some footage of some students. I forget what college it is. Um, some college, Ivy League college in New York, where students are running up, ripping down all these posters of these hostages that have been taken yeah. in Israel. And those are posted just to raise awareness and ask right. for prayers. There's so much rancor going on, and there's so many accusations that are flying around. I don't know. Did you have in the top of the hour news about this hospital? Yeah. Okay, so the story as it came out yesterday, the breaking news was the accusation from Hamas that Israel missile struck a hospital, hospital killing 500 people. Right. And what's amazing about this, who was it that had – I'm going to have a – I'm going to totally butcher this quote – something like a – a lie can be perpetuated around the globe before the truth, gets the truth its shoes on. can get its pants or shoes on. Yeah. Boy, that is true, isn't Abs- it? It absolutely is. But give me the actual quote on that one, Super Die. It's a good one, and I want to attribute it to the right person. But it seems that lies can get two laps around the globe before the truth can get its britches on. Well, the britches got on here within about 30 minutes of this thing getting around the globe. And I mean, New York Times, Washington Post, everybody's like, Israel blew it up. You know where their intel came from? Hamas terrorists. Yeah. Now, 
I'm just laying that factoid out there because then I'm going to come back on this a little bit. But uh, do we have the attribution for that quote? I believe it's Mark Twain. Is it a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes? There it is. Mark Twain. Talk about a great satirist. Let Mm -hmm. me read it one more time. Yeah. A lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. Come on, truth. Let's get get going here a little quicker. (laughs) Yeah. But in this global information age, I, you know, I don't if, if it was 20 years ago, that lie might still be circling the globe. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, now you got you, you've got Arab news sites that have actually some of their footage was utilized to provide the proper intel that shows that it was probably a misguided Hamas rocket that shelled its own people. Yeah. And by the way, we're not saying it was intentionally. No, it, it most likely was not intentional. Right. That's errant missile yeah. showing you. Yeah. But it's but it's important that we understand this. Now, yeah. here's the reaction to this, because we live in real worlds and here we are. Look, guys, here's here's the truth. We gotta be so careful that we have laser beam focus biblically to understand what is going on. What we have going on in the Gaza Strip are a bunch of people that have been indoctrinated by a terrorist organization called Hamas to foment anger against the Israelis. That is a reality. At the same time, you've got a a million of those people that have been displaced from their homes. Christ followers need to be praying for those innocent people that have been displaced because Israel has warned them, don't be used as human shields like the Hamas wants to use you. Now, here's what you need to know. Let's get real for a second. Don't you know that not every one of these folks in Gaza are pro-Hamas and anti-Israel? Absolutely not. Of course. Some of them see how see through this and how many charlatans are here. So we've got to be people that understand we got to pray for innocent people. And you ready for this? Love your enemies. Dare we pray that there are Hamas terrorists who could be struck by the power of the Holy Spirit to surrender their life to Jesus? Yes, he can. Yes, he can. And God wants to do that. He offers it to anyone. Whosoever will may come to the foot of the cross and find salvation. So what's going on in Israel and how do we pray? And, and I mean, here's the reality. We pray for peace because we find that to be true. In, in Psalm 122, verse 6, we pray for peace. But here's the reality. There will be no sustained peace in Israel until the Prince of Peace comes. As a matter of fact, here's what we know. We know that one of the greatest peace accords is going to be proposed and bought hook, line, and sinker by all the Arab states and Islamics. The Islamic states are number 57. The Israel state numbers one. Okay, that's it. But they will, there will be a time when an obscure leader from a rather small country rises up and he is probably handsome, and he is incredibly persuasive. This, this guy, the Antichrist, has got to be an orator on steroids. 
And you might say, well, why is that the case? Because words matter. And I don't care if it's Pol Pot or Stalin or Hitler. These guys, there's, I don't, I, but said this earlier, I don't know if Stalin, he's a pretty handsome dude, if you ask me. Probably a pretty good-looking dude in that time. I don't know how to measure dude handsomeness, but sure. in that culture, probably. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Hitler, I don't know, man, not so much. But boy, was he an orator. Pol Pot, yeah. I don't even, I can't even bring his face to my mind right now. Yeah. You're but, charismatic. But they are charismatic. And the Antichrist is going to be charismatic. And we know that he is going to be incredibly persuasive and offer peace and propose peace. And even Israel's going to go, let's go with it. But it's the ultimate bait and switch. And he's going to prove to be the ultimate deceiver in the hands of Satan himself. So what do we know to be true? We will only have ultimate peace when the Prince of Peace returns again and sets all injustices right. Then the scales of justice will be meted out accurately. We talk about scales of justice. My goodness, guys, there's injustice everywhere. And you, you look, at, look at corruption and, and be careful because we look at corruption with the Hamas and we go, man, that's, it, it's corrupt. It's corrupt and vile. But we've got a, we got a rep in Congress in New York right now that had gold bricks and half a million dollars right. in cash shoved into windbreakers' pockets. Yeah. Unbelievable. Corruption's everywhere, guys. Corruption's everywhere. So the only question is, are we as Christians going to be our greatest intent to stand for political parties that want to rid corruption? Ah, look, I'm going to vote and I'm going to try to go with people that promote life, promote nuclear family, promote, promote uh, sensicality around gender. But here's the difference with us. We do it with love, love for our enemies, compassion in our hearts. See, the beauty thing about a beauty, the beautiful thing about life in Christ Jesus is that we can pray for the innocent lives in Israel and in Gaza. Absolutely. Yeah. And we should. And, and we, we should. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And we have that opportunity. Now, do I pray that Hamas will be crushed? Yes. Yeah. These guys are bloodthirsty, demonized, man. It's awful. The stuff, it's amazing how quickly we can forget, isn't it? I mean, it's been what now? Eight, nine, ten days? That this uh, war has been going eight days. Yeah, well, it was. Like I don't even Saturday. think it's ten. A, a week ago from Saturday. Yeah, we're not so even in that. ten days. Not even that. We can forget what happened on the seventh lickety split, mm -hmm. like this fast. These are atrocities. Yeah. But we need to remember this: that we are ambassadors for Christ, yeah. more than ambassadors for a political party, more than ambassadors for freedom, as in world freedom more than ambassadors for peace. We're ambassadors for the Prince of Peace. Yeah. The one who is saving people right now all around the globe. God is coming to people in the 1040 window. A lot of Arabic nations are having visions in the middle of the night of and a Jesus who's coming to them saying basically what Jesus did to Paul. Why are you persecuting me? Wow. Yeah. You're saying, Carl, is that stuff happening? It's happening. Yes. Yeah. 
We're hearing about it over and over again. The, the underground church in Iran is flourishing. Are all Iranians saluting the Ayatollah? No. We've got data that proves that probably one-third of the country loathes this. More than that, actually. But a large number of people in Iran are surrendering their lives to Jesus. See, Christ followers can rise above this fray. They can call things as they see them, but we can pray differently. Why? Because we've experienced the power and grace of God in our own lives. Man, it's powerful. Now, I want to invite you, you today. Because you might say, well, how is God changing lives in Iran? Because people who feel the hopelessness of a government that cannot provide freedom and worldly systems that can provide no ultimate relief are finding that the Prince of Peace is who he promised to be, the one who can provide peace in the storm of this world today. And you know what I believe? I believe you might have gotten up this morning and said, and I don't have peace in my heart. I feel like everything that this world offers has come up so empty. Maybe you got up this morning and you're just filled with anger as a person. I want you to know something today. Whosoever will may come to the foot of the cross. And you may receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. He will put a new song in your heart. He will give you a new heart. He will take your heart of stone and turn it to a heart of flesh. He will give you a compassion for people you otherwise would have never had. And he will give you a peace that transcends the craziness of this world. He will give you new purpose. He will give you a new quality of life. He will seal you with the power of the Holy Spirit. He will give you the ability to exhibit self-control like you've never had before. All you have to do is believe and turn to Jesus as the new leader of your life. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.